It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks, and uh, we have quite a show planned for you today. In segments three and four, we will be talking with author Roberta Sutton regarding her book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. She was a physics teacher as she had started her career in education and uh, then took time out uh, with her children and, and also another career. And then had been doing some substitute teaching recently within one of the school districts right here in the metro area here in Denver. And she was shocked. She would go home at the end of the day and talk with her husband and her neighbor and and just was shocked at what our kids don't know. So we need to talk about this. I think that this all is connected about uh, when we send our kids to school, keeping them safe. And so that's going to be a great conversation. So today is a, a big education day as far as headlines and uh want to say, first of all, thank you to the team, to producer Steve, to Zach, to Patty, and to Keith. And um, Patty has certainly outdone herself this morning, Steve, on education headlines. Yep, uh, you, you get your money's <laughs> worth from Patty, that's for sure. So we will talk about that in uh, this uh, first and second segment. But before we do that, a little bit of bookkeeping. Uh, one of the things, and, and we'll mention it as we uh, prepare for uh, talking about the Hooters um, spot as we go into break. But one of the things back in 2012, I started a group of women. It was just 12 women that we came together and uh, we just got together and and had some food, had some wine. We called it Wine and Tapas to talk about what was going on out there in our our state, in our communities. And Steve, that has grown significantly. Uh, There's currently now 200 women on my email list for Douglas County. And then we have other groups that are meeting uh, throughout the state. There is one in Southwest Jeffco, one starting in Roxborough. There is one in Northwest Denver. There's one in Fort Collins. There's one in Boulder. There's one that's going to start in Gunnison. And I am convinced that it is very important for us to be able to come together. We become friends. We talk about issue, issues. We don't always agree on everything, but it helps helps each of us get our our voices and our minds around these subjects. So, a couple of things. If you are interested in learning about one of the groups that we already have, be sure and email me at americhicks.com forward slash Kim. Or if you are interested in starting a group, I, th- I think it's very important that we have these throughout the state. Again, americhicks forward slash Kim. Let me know because uh, and we the actual name now is Tapas and Topics for all these new new groups that are starting. And um, I, th- I think that's really important. Secondly, Vino and Veritas. Uh, this is a study of the Federalist Papers. Uh, we had Dr. Thomas Cranowitter on yesterday. And uh, we need to know why we believe what we believe. And so we have uh, just a couple of memberships that are available for the Centennial um, Water's Edge Winery, uh, Vino and Veritas, because uh, some of the people have moved up to the one that's going to start in Fort Collins. And then we also have one down in Castle Rock. So each of these have a few memberships left available. So again, you can go to my website and just sign up there and we'll get you plugged in and answer any questions that you have on that. 
And then thirdly, Stan, or, uh, um, well, actually go to Stan for Colorado. You know, we had that big rally down at the Capitol. And all of the speakers are there, except the very last one, which was Don Wilson, because the batteries ran out. See, I hate that when that happens, but it does. And uh, if everybody would have stayed right to three minutes, we would have had enough battery power. But you know how that goes, Steve. Tesla says that a lot, too. The, <laughs> the batteries ran out. <laughs> the batteries ran out. Sorry about that. And then the other thing regarding the national popular vote. Uh, again, go to my website. Uh, we are starting to curate authors. And Jane Cheney had written an excellent piece regarding the national popular vote. And you, I mean, you could not believe, I think there was over 200 shares on that on Facebook. And she's got another one that's going to be coming out tomorrow. And that is, uh, we, we had pushback about uh, make every vote count. And she's done an excellent piece on that. So be sure and go to my website because we're going to be posting that. Actually, that'll probably be this weekend when, then, when that comes up. So, but to make sure that you sign the petition to get the national popular vote on the ballot. Uh, James Takeda has been uh, organizing different places where you can go and sign that. And actually throughout the state, there's uh, it, this uh, coloradanvote.org, coloradanvote.org. If you go there, it will show you throughout the state where you can go to sign that petition. They need over 125,000 signatures. So do your civic duty and go sign that, sign that petition. Can I take a minute? Yes. The Wednesday night group, again, is called? My, my group's called Wine and Tapas, but all the others are now called Tapas and Topics. All right. You are to be congratulated there, because how many times have we said it is our mission to try to reclaim the mind of, of the culture, you know, take it back from dancing with the stars mm-hmm. and all of other forms of reality TV? But look how that, that effort is exponentially growing. There's probably, you know, Steve, when I think about it, probably, and, you know, not everybody comes. In fact, it was so interesting. I was at an event one time and uh, was sitting next to a woman and I introduced myself and she said, oh, I know you. I'm part of your wine and tapas group. I said, really? And she said, yeah, I've never attended, but I'm part of the group. And I thought, well, this is, this is interesting. They get the emails. They see what we're talking about. There's no pressure to attend, but it's belonging to something where you know that you can can honestly, authentically, without judgment, uh, you know, speak your mind, and we work through these issues so that then we can go out and engage in these conversations with friends and family and colleagues. I am convinced that that is what we are going to need to do if, in fact, we are going to get uh, get our state back, get our families back, get our country back to to the values that have made this country great, that have, have, have allowed human flourishing to, to let people go after their hopes and dreams. And this is worth fighting for, Steve, and that's why we are engaged in this battle of ideas. Believe it or not, I ran into somebody the other day who very frankly and openly said, I just don't understand what this recall effort on the governor is all about. And I started throwing out some of the bad things that we have seen since January and this person, you could just see the wheels turning in their head. It's like, that really happened? I know. It's beyond belief. It's beyond belief. So let's go then to the first headline. This broke this morning. <clears throat> I woke up to it from the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> and there's a couple of tankers that are uh, have been attacked in the Strait of Hormuz, Straits of Hormuz. Uh, and uh, I think that they were headed for Japan. And, uh, and they're not sure who attacked them, but it seems like it might be the Iranians. And uh, so first of all, 
Iran, if you remember, the Obama administration actually sent billions of dollars of cash over to Iran, and then they made this awful nuclear deal, and Trump has gotten us out of that. But Iran, uh, they are bad actors. They're bad to their people, and they are bad actors. But let's bring that back to Colorado. It is so important that we be energy independent. And within the last few years, we have become energy independent. And Colorado is a great resource for uh, hydrocarbons. And uh, we have some of the strictest regulations regarding hydrocarbons here in in the United States. Our air is much cleaner than when I first moved to Colorado many years ago. But in order for people to thrive and prosper, they need to have affordable, efficient, and reliable abundant energy and you're not going to get that right now with wind and solar and you're not ever really going to get that with wind and solar because the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine and so in order for us to have our businesses to take care of our families and to make sure that we are not dependent on other countries for our oil and gas we need to make sure that we responsibly uh, drill here and in Colorado there is a keep it in the ground movement and uh, you're seeing that on the local level. There's different localities that are uh, um, putting in moratoriums on oil and gas development. And I tell you, Steve, it is beyond reason to me how this could be happening. And yet, what did we talk about <laughs> yesterday? Aurora, which really kind of surprised me. They must have a lot more land than I, than I realize that they're out there <laughs> doing positive things to manage uh, oil uh, and, and production. And then Weld County, again, right. one, they're saying, we choose to manage this ourselves. Thank you very much. Right. But the problem with it is when you get on a lo- local level like this, and those that are working on the Keep It in the Ground movement know this, and that is, is it is very difficult unless you have a statewide, you know, um, so that they understand what the rules and regulations are across the state. It's very difficult for, uh, for us from a statewide basis then to be able to uh, have a robust oil and gas um, development programs here because the, the companies don't know, first of all, uh, in, the, in the wind, what's going to happen on the municipal level on who's going to be elected, who's not going to be elected. But also it's difficult that you have one county that may say no, one that may say yes. And so ultimately what this 181 did, the Senate Bill 181, which is probably one of the things when you were talking to this person earlier this week, I don't think that a lot of people really understand that 181 flies in the face of Prop 112, which the people of Colorado resoundingly said, we don't want to restrict uh, or kick out the oil and gas development here in Colorado. And then 181, within three or four months, this legislature and this uh, governor had put in legislation that would do just that. And so when we see that there's a couple of tankers on fire. They've been attacked in the Straits of Hormuz. It is only responsible that we make sure that we stay energy independent so that we are not relying on bad actors uh, so that we can heat our homes, um, turn the lights on at our businesses, take care of our families, you know, keep, uh, keep, you know, our schools warm in the winter and cool in the summer, same with our senior living facilities. And it is irresponsible on uh, on these people's part that are saying keep it in the ground steve do you have a thought well initial analysis of this uh, attack on the tanker said that 
possibly, possibly, it's just a, the early analysis is that the U.S. sanctions against Iran are hurting them much more than anybody's talking about. So this could possibly be an attempt on their part to juggle the world economy in their favor. But already, CBS News and the Wall Street Journal are reporting that oil prices are surging upwards. Yeah. And uh, I just realized when I got into all this, I did not give our inspiration for the day or our funny. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, you're not going to want to miss them. I think they're very good, Steve. I'm so relieved. (laughs) Before we do that, though, the Rockies are hopefully going to sweep the Cubs. Their their attempt to sweep the Cubs fell short yesterday. Uh, The Cubs held them off 10 to 1. A four-game series with the San Diego Padres starts tonight. In the basketball finals, game five is tonight between the Toronto Raptors. They lead the Golden State Warriors three games to two. And the St. Louis Blues are taking home the Stanley Cup. They shut down the Boston Bruins four to one. And uh, Hooters is the place to watch all the games. And uh, it's a great spot to be this summer. Enjoy Hooters beach-worthy seafood items like amazing fish tacos, delicious snow crabs, and mouth-watering buffalo shrimp. Now, Steve, I ordered buffalo shrimp last last night for the girls. And I, could, I could smell it. Could you smell it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what happened was I was in the other room, and I heard somebody say, hey, the shrimp is here. And by the time I got to the table, it was gone. But So it must have been really, really good. So, But uh, Hooters also has plenty of ice-cold beer options to help you cool down this summer. And... Uh, Monday through Friday, 11 to 3, they have nine items for nine bucks. And you can choose from nine delicious menu items like fish and shrimp tacos, salads, cheeseburger, Philly cheesesteak, and of course their boneless wings. So you can dine in, you can get things to go, or you can have them, them delivered right to your front door. So when you go to Hooters, be sure and let them know that you know the Americhicks. I greatly appreciate that. We're going to go to break, and I'll have our inspiration and the funnies. I know you can't wait, Steve. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email Kim at Americhicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree? Let's have a conversation. And that is what we do every day. And uh, today we're going to be talking about education. Before we do that, though, 
Our quote for the day is from Abigail Adams. She was the wife and closest advisor of John Adams, as well as the mother of John Quincy Adams, and she is many times considered to be one of the founders of the United States. And what she said is, learning is not attained by chance. It must be sought for with ardor and diligence. Again, Abigail Adams, learning is not attained by chance. It must be sought for with ardor and diligence. Okay? And then today's funnies. That's a great quote. Consider what's happen- what's coming in, in three and in segments three and four. That's for sure. So, uh, okay, the funnies. Uh, I may have a treasure trove for like you know years now that I found this crime a day from Freedom Works. They do this tweet about, uh, and we talked with Dr. Cranowitter yesterday. There's so many rules and regulations out there that we're all criminals. We're all breaking one of these rules or regulations, and we don't even know it. And the problem with administrative state, then, is they can choose who they're going to go after and who they're going to have a blind eye to. But anyway, these are actually things that are uh, part of the United States Code of Laws and the Code of Federal Regulations. Number one, uh, it makes it a federal crime for a railroad to report that an employee got hurt in an off-duty eating accident. That is a law and regulation right here in the United States of America. Number two makes it a federal crime to bathe in the whitewater rapids of Grand Canyon National Park. I think that also might be kind of dumb to do that, but apparently it's illegal as well. And number three... People have to be protected from themselves, you know. (laughs) And number three makes it a federal crime to advertise a product as the fur of a fictitious animal. (laughs) Only in America. You know, so there will be no jackalope uh, coats out there. That's for sure. You know what? So, okay. Uh, We're going to go to education headlines right now. We have a couple that we didn't get to them yesterday. And I think tomorrow when Jason McBride is in studio, and he's a money guy, We'll talk a little bit about uh, this one on CDOT and uh, their audit. Apparently, they can't figure out where some of the money goes, but they want more of it. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But first thing, uh, this is from the Daily Camera up in Boulder. It says, the new Colorado high school graduation uh, requirements are coming. How many students will actually be able to meet them is a mystery. It says, the class of 2021 will be the first in Colorado required to go through some sort of skills assessment before getting a diploma. The General Assembly passed a law with a somewhat vague call for students to prove their competency about a decade ago. And the Colorado Department of Education has spent much of the time since sorting out what assessments and scores would show students are ready for college or career, said Robin Russell, graduation guidelines at the CDE. They settled on a menu of 11 options and districts have to use at least one. Most of the options are tests, such as the ACT, SAT, Work Keys, or the ASVAB, taken by people wanting to enter the armed services. Though districts also could allow students to complete a capstone project or enroll in college-level courses. The minimum scores don't demand that students know everything, but just showing up for the test won't be enough. A student who takes the ACT, for example, would need to score an 18 in English and a 19 in math. The test is graded on a 36-point scale, and an 18 would be on the low end of what most public colleges in Colorado accept. Now, Steve, I know that in the education arena, teachers are very frustrated with all the time that they have to spend 
on uh, preparing for these tests because many times the results of these tests, there's money that is um, attached to that. And instead of teaching, you know, they're preparing for the tests. And I think that this, you know, it's so interesting to me that once uh, the Department of Education was instituted, I think that was back in the 70s, that we started to see kids that graduated that didn't know how to do, to read, to do math, uh, that didn't know how to critically think. And that actually goes into the article that you found yesterday. And this is from, let's see, what is this? Natural News says the world's top news source on natural health. But the headline is California middle schools are now teaching 10-year-olds how to put on condoms, engage in sodomy, and use sex toys. Now, that's going to play a bit into what we're going to be talking about with Roberta Sutton. I think that we are assuming that our kids are learning how to do to read and write, do arithmetic. I would hope that they're learning about the great uh, authors out there. And you only have a finite amount of time in a, a school day. And you choose how you're going to do that. It's the same thing with our, our life. We have a finite amount of, of seconds in every day. We choose what we look at. We choose how we in, in, you know, engage in um, in, in life, basically, and you have to be careful about what you watch, what you read. And in this case, 10-year-olds in California, I mean, it, this is beyond belief. When you mentioned it to me, I thought, I thought, you know, Steve has totally lost it. That can't be possible. <laughs> I wish it were that simple. And I'm sure glad you read the headline and didn't make me read it because I'm not sure I could. But uh, well, let me hopefully, be, uh, hopefully we can still be on the air. Did I say any words that I that, No, that, that, okay. that's, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but statement of the obvious, like you just said, there's only so many hours a day. So if they spend an hour on these particular topics, obviously that was an hour not spent reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right. And, you know, Steve, I mean, we have choices. There, We can decide if we're going to try to learn about things that are going to lift us up, or are we going to learn about things that are just, you know... The don't let me. I guess that's all I can say. That don't lift us up. We want to tr- strive for higher ideals, instead of you know this kind of stuff. We want to strive to to be critical thinkers to 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 look for to look for beauty. That's one of the reasons that you know that last quote that I do in the show every day. I'm really serious about that. You know, we need to listen to beautiful music. We need to read great books, and we need to be careful about what we look at and what we think about um, because. Um, it, I, I, I think it's almost a duty. I think that as human beings, we need to strive for excellence. Well, indoctrination is not a four-letter word, but it certainly smells like a four-letter word, and that's what this is. I mean, what, what other indo- reason mm-hmm. would this have to be, especially for 10-year-olds? It's indoctrination. Well, and the other thing about it is, is you may think that, okay, you know, my, my kids, I homeschool, or, you know, we're in a charter school, but think about it when, you know, kids get together. They talk about stuff. So here you've got kids that have not learned about this. They're innocent. I mean, 10-year-olds, you know, and I think this was the first, uh, here we go. Whereas children of this age, this is the first paragraph, whereas children of this age would have been innocently romping around the playground, jumping rope, playing dodgeball. Oh, wait, you can't play dodgeball anymore, right? And climbing across the monkey bars 50 years ago, 10-year-olds today are reportedly now being taught at the public school all of the stuff that I just mentioned. We have got to let our kids be kids, and we've got to stand up for our kids. And the battle is right now. Now, one other thing before we get to Jason McBride. 
as much money as we spend on education here in Colorado. It is unbelievable to me that we don't have every kid graduating. But this is from the Denver Post. It says the headline is, some Colorado schools see less than half of their students graduate. But the state says that the reality, that's the reality of working with a challenging population. In one out of every seven Colorado high schools, half or fewer of the students who were supposed to make up the class of 2018 graduated last year. And unless trends change dramatically, many of them never will. My friends, as taxpayers, I think that we need to get our money back because we are not equipping these kids to be able to go out and be successes. And yesterday when we were talking to Dr. Thomas Cranwitter, two of the great minds, the great American minds, both uh, Alexander Hamilton and Abraham Lincoln, they were self-taught. And out of those two guys that came from very difficult situations, they would have been called disadvantaged today. One of them was one of the key authors of the Federalist Papers, and the other one wrote the Gettysburg Address. There is no excuse for this. So let's go to break, and we're going to go to break in just a minute. Jason McBride, I, am, I don't really rant, but I'm kind of ranting this morning. How are you doing today? Well, you're, you're pretty calm even when you're ranting, Kim. <laughs> well, not everybody thinks that. But what's on your mind today, Jason? Well, I guess kind of a little bit of a mishmash of things. You guys mentioned the... Uh, tankers that had been attacked in the Strait of Hormuz, and that's certainly having some effect on the price of oil today. Uh, It's up about $2 and some odd cents a barrel here in the pre-market. And that's, uh, that's a welcome relief to the oil companies because the price of oil has pretty steadily uh, been coming down since, uh, since April. Uh, we've had a pretty big drop in the price. So it, it was at almost 67 a barrel. Kim, back in mid-April, and oil has come down yesterday uh, as low as about 51 and this morning it's up about two points to 53. Uh, but you make a great point about us being energy independent. Uh, you know, as little as a decade, 10, 12 years ago, if this kind of attack had started, that could be leverage that Iran or other countries mm-hmm. could have tried to get over us. And now yeah, you might get a short-term reaction uh, like we're seeing this morning, but it's not going to really affect our, our supply or our prices. Well, and, you know, one of the reasons that we have been become energy independent is because creativity and innovation with hydraulic horizontal fracturing. And, right. uh, you know, it's, it's beyond me, Jason, that there are people out there that want to stop that. Particularly, I can't understand why they would want us to be dependent on something like somebody like Iran, where they could actually totally mess up our economy. I just don't quite understand that one. Well, I don't think they quite understand it. Uh, I truly believe uh, a lot of these folks just think that uh, we can switch over to electric cars or wind power or solar power if something were to happen. And and there's just no realization that that none of those are going to replace our, you know, petroleum-based economy, which is very, very strong. I mean, that would be a complete disaster at this point for our economy if uh, if we became dependent again on someone else to supply that energy and we're at the mercy of their price fixing and price manipulation mm-hmm. which used to happen an awful lot mm-hmm. you know and that goes you know we talk about those three questions that steve uh, steve kessler asks uh, you know young millennial phd regarding uh, liberalism and socialism you know the activist 
And uh, he says, you, you, uh, you felt good, but did you do good? So people that are, are saying that they want to move towards wind and solar. And I also want to mention that there are rare earth minerals that, that have to be mined to go into wind turbines and also solar panels. Sure. So there are some place out there that it's being mined. So if you think that, it, you know, that, that there's no effects on anything, <clears throat> that's totally incorrect. But he says, you felt good, but did you do good? So if you get us uh, all the oil and gas left in the ground... You may feel good, activists, but did you do good? What it would do to our economy would be devastating. Well, and, and also, if you've, you've probably driven across uh, Kansas and Missouri, and you get to that one point where, where are all those windmills coming from? Every time I go through, it's like they multiplied yeah. like rabbits. And uh, it reminds me of that Tom Cruise movie, the, the new one of War of the Worlds, when you drive through there and there's these huge machines sticking up all over. So I think we need to create a lot more pollution throughout that area and get some big brown clouds to hide those things when you're driving <laughs> by on the highway because they're a scar on the face of the, of the earth, and I don't like it. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's a... It's a um it, it basically pollutes the the uh, the beautiful uh, pastures out there, and if it was effective, that would be one thing. But it's being totally subsidized, and uh, so I'm with you on that. But again, as we go back to the Straits of Hormuz, there's been two tankers that have been attacked, and it's just as is so important that we realize that we need to stay energy independent. But one other thing, Jason, and yeah. that is you are in the business of you know we talk about all these big ideas. But it comes down to each person's personal economy, their personal well-being. And that is what you and your colleagues at Presidential Wealth Management specialize in. Well, we do. And it's important uh, to be aware of what's going on in the world and how it might affect it. But at the end of the day, uh, am I going to run into work and make a whole bunch of big changes just because oil's up $2 this morning? Probably not, uh, because it's... Like you say, it's my client's personal economy. It's what are their portfolios and their investments actually doing that we're going to let guide us and their needs that we're going to let guide us. And, yeah, all this stuff's interesting to talk about. It's not good to have your head in the sand. Uh, but I've always said I would never make an investment decision based on what I think might happen in some remote country halfway across the world five years from now because that's just guessing. That's for sure. So if you would like to have Jason and uh, his colleagues at Presidential Wealth Management sit down with you and talk about your nest egg and strategies, check out chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. All your podcasts are there, a lot of great information. Jason, thank you. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great show, Kim. Thanks so much. We're going to go to break. We've got Roberta Sutton on the line. She has this very important book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. We've been going through this. Uh, this is the third time that we've had her on, and, and it seems like there's just more and more information that we need to talk about. So we're going to go to break. Very important that you stay tuned uh, regarding this next conversation. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. 
organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the Americhicks at Water's Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And now introducing Vino and Veritas in Fort Collins at Ginger and Baker. Kim Munson with the Americhicks would like to thank Auto Fire Guard for sponsoring this fascinating exploration of the U.S. Constitution and sponsoring the new Vino and Veritas in Fort Collins. Kim Munson looks forward to celebrating U.S. Constitution Week in Grand Lake. Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Sign up today at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have on the line with me, Roberta Sutton. She's written this very important book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, Roberta, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, this is the third time that we we're talking about education with you. Uh, this book that you have written is so important. It's a pretty, you know, I want to say it's a, a, a very easy read, but a very tough read. As I was continuing on, I'm realizing that I think that we are letting our kids down. But today, you wanted to, to talk about technology and teaching. Uh, yes. Um, it's very 21st century to use technology everywhere. Um, but it actually doesn't work for education. If what you want to go into your child's mind is <clears throat> what we usually traditionally call um, uh, learning. For in English grammar, mathematical principles, the gist of history... English, um, uh, French, Spanish, Latin, German, Greek, chemistry, physics, and so on, if that's what you want to go into your child's mind, then having to couch it in technology, which takes time and energy and thought, um, it, it doesn't work. Um, a, a, an, an eBay executive had this quote, Education and technology don't mix. Hmm. Um, He and some other Silicon Valley friends send their children to a small school that doesn't use screens, any screens at all, only books. You know, and I I love books. I think that that... I always was an avid reader, a a good friend of mine, Zach, that um, does our social media web design, avid reader, Abraham Lincoln, avid reader, and um, so I think that it is so important. And, and the thing about screens, I think, is, um, is that you don't really necessarily have the opportunity to really delve into and just kind of keep your, your eyes on, on a page to really think about it. I, at least that seems like that's the case with me. That's true. Um, I don't know if you – I can't remember if we talked about this the last time, but um, the U.S. News & World Report – makes a list of the best schools in the nation. Okay. And Colorado has some schools on that list. Um, And the very top school in Colorado is a school called Devlin, which is in Jefferson County. And it's an alternative school that's in there. I was one of the six founders of of it, and uh, it's in our program document 
uh, in the philosophy statement that it is textbook based and it was the number one school in um, Colorado. It's number 116 in the nation. Okay, Roberta, just a quick question on textbooks, though. That is something that over time, again, the, the kind of the activist, radical activists had taken over writing these textbooks. And so, for example, you know, I do this World War II project, and I hear that in some textbooks there's basically only a paragraph about World War II. And we are doing a disservice to our kids, so go ahead. When we started the school, we read our eyes out trying to find adequate history textbooks, also English uh, literature textbooks. Um, They're very hard to find. That's the reason the homeschoolers always go to the oldest textbooks they can find, usually at um, when, when the libraries are selling books old books that have been donated, they go and, and buy the oldest thing they can find because the the writing is of a higher standard and it's more accurate, for history especially. But you're right. Um, in fact, I don't, I hadn't planned to talk about this, but um, the new AP history text for, uh, oh, actually this year, 2019, um, beginning this year, um, has some very political and, I think, detrimental um, aspects to it uh, regarding our, well, our president, our, our, our um, constitution. Anyway, uh, I've been reading part of it, and it's, um, it's, you're right, the textbooks sometimes are not to be trusted. <clears throat> well, and to that note, to um, older things, I... I would highly recommend to everyone to make sure that you have a an actual dictionary. And I would say get a dictionary that uh, is an older dictionary. Because we have seen the, the changing of words, the redefinition of words. And that's very dangerous in a society. And as I'm reading the Federalist Papers for Vino and Veritas, I typically have my dictionary right next to me because I do not know all those words. But the amazing thing is... Because those were essays that were in newspapers, and your everyday people, your farmers, your merchants, they could understand that. And in today's, in today's world, you know, I have to get a dictionary out so that I can actually understand some of those words. And you know that I have that um, piece in my book uh, about the test that was given to eighth graders to, right. so that they could graduate from eighth grade, and it's very difficult. I tried to take the test, and it's given over five hours. I couldn't begin to do it in a week. Um, anyway, and let me just a- let me give you just uh, like the top three here. This was the eighth grade final exam. This was for grammar. They had one hour, but they said give nine rules for the use of capital letters. Steve, can you do that? I, know. <laughs> I <know>. number two <laughs> says name the parts of speech and define those that have no modifications, and then number three define define verse, stanza, and paragraph. I mean, those are basic things, and I know that I learned that, but I couldn't right now. I'd, I'd have to, you know, do a little studying to, to actually probably answer well, all those things. The thing is, you learned it, but that's been quite a few years ago. Oh, thanks, uh, Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but. Um, a lot of them aren't learning it now. I um, worked with a gentleman, young man in his 20s, who was a college graduate. I worked at a bank for a while, 
and <clears throat> he um, he made this statement um, as he was closing out his teller drawer. He was a teller, and um, he was looking at his tape, and he said, I've ran 51 um, transactions today. And I said, run. And he said, oh, does it matter? And he, he didn't know that the three principal parts of run are run, ran, run. Oh. I run today, I ran yesterday, I have run many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, and his, he was a college graduate. His mother was an elementary school teacher. But yet, um, not didn't have the didn't have proper grammar is what you're saying, and that happens right. a lot. And it happens. I mean, it does happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Well, I hear it all the time. Um, <clears throat> the um, when when you hear people can mixing up the nominative case and the objective case. Um, you know, me and him went to the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of he and I, mm-hmm. um, they they have they people learn to speak from their mothers, and it's it's called that's the reason we call it the mother tongue. Your your first language is called the mother tongue. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's a book on that. It's it's great. It's wonderful. Anyway, um, they have learned it correctly in the past because because people used to speak correctly, and. I, I heard this um, recently from a young a young man, I, and I corrected him. He, he's my nephew. And he said, that doesn't even sound right. And I thought, that's the reason. The reason it doesn't is because he's heard it wrong for so long. Well, and Roberta, we're going to go to break and come back, but I don't know if you heard the, the first couple of segments, but Steve had found this um, piece regarding in California and I almost don't want to read the, the title again, but but suffice it to say that it's a focus on a sex education and 10-year-olds. And, um, and, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours in a school day. And if you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on proper grammar, not focusing on giving kids the proper tools so that they can communicate with confidence with other people. And um, I'm just I'm just so concerned. I just feel like we are letting our kids down. And I know that that is why you had written this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. I had, had mentioned this in the first segment that you'd been doing some substitute teaching. And you are one smart cookie. You were like top in your class in, in, uh, when you graduated from college in physics, you know, one of those really easy courses like basket weaving. And, um, and you, you said that you came home, you were talking with your husband and your neighbor, and you're, you're going, I can't believe that the kids aren't learning this. And that's why you've written this book, and I would highly recommend. People can get this on Amazon, right? Right. Uh-huh. Okay, and I think I got it from Barnes and – oh, actually, I think you sent it to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> I think you did send it to me. But you know what? Let's go to break. Let's continue on. These are such important questions, and, and you had given an outline of things that you wanted us to talk about. And then we get, I ask you questions and we get off. I want to make sure that we cover what you want to cover today in this last segment because I think that it's so important that uh, community members, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents understand what's going on in the education system. And when, the, right. when, when you hear, you know, politicians and interested parties and bureaucrats say, we need more money. I don't think that's the case right now. I oh, think that we not. need to, to make sure that we're getting uh, – 
uh, getting money to the classroom, supporting teachers, getting books in the hands of our kids. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Roberta Sutton, in, and she is the author of What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. Stay tuned. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Come join the ADA Drive-In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person and children under 12 are free. Friday, June 7th through Thursday, June 13th, features will include Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, and John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. And remember our popular Monday through Thursday pizza special. Get one 12-inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall, cool 16-ounce sodas, all for only 12 bucks. Plus, now you can top it all off with our new sweet, crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate. For more information, go to our Facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. We're having a conversation with uh, Roberta Sutton, author of What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, you had, had put a great outline together of things that we wanted to talk about. And, of course, you put a big word in there that I'm going to try to say. And that is you include in your book a study about the connection between the human mind and the hand. And it's called the Phenomenology of the Hand. Is that right? Phenomenology of the Hand by Mark Bowerly. Okay, tell Uh, us about that. Well, it basically states, his study basically states that there is a connection um, between the human mind and the hand. And it basically states that if you want information to be stored in your mind and not in the computer hard drive, write it. You know, I take a lot of notes, and um, and then I'm not quite sure what to do with the notes, but I think that you're right. If I, if I write it down, I have a much better chance of remembering it because I process it. Right. Uh, for some reason, when you're typing, it just doesn't go in. Um, but I also wanted to talk about um, what we call substantive learning. It's being replaced in our in our schools, and you mentioned this before, mm-hmm. uh, with other subjects such as sex ed, global warming, guns, and the perils of endangered species, mm-hmm. um, such as the spotted owl and the whales. These are political issues that we didn't have to contend with. So talk about some st- substantive learning, then. What is that exactly? Okay, um... You know, our students today are very confident, and that's okay, that's good. But when you ask them a specific thing, they will they don't know it. And that's, most, most parents aren't delving down quite that far. Uh, I've, I've heard parents say, I don't even try to keep up with what my kids are learning because they teach so differently these days. Um, and I was um, at a 
substituting in a high school, and I asked these kids, it was in math class, just a simple, easy question, uh, do you know how to divide? And they said, sure, we learned that in grade school. But when I gave them an, 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 a division problem, they couldn't do it because they're not taught the algorithm that we were taught. And we never heard the word algorithm um, when, when we were learning it, but I guess it's called that. But they are learning two different, a different one, and I usually it's two or three different ones in grade school, about fourth grade. And, and the teachers are, are told that um, they, even very good math students have trouble with these, so if they're close, count it right. This is a common core. Oh, um, my gosh. So, anyway. That's not uh, what you but, want your engineer, you know, that's going to be building a bridge over your highway to just get close. You know what? It needs know, to be. That, it needs to be right. Like we like we said before, it, they would have missed the moon. They would have missed um, the moon. Yeah. Ask them, I have some questions here that I think parents maybe need to um, put to their children, like who wrote the Declaration of Independence? What year was it written? From what country were the colonists declaring their independence? A lot of kids don't know that. Uh, how many colonies were there? Who was the general over the entire Continental Army? What Frenchman helped us win the Revolutionary War? Who presided over the Constitutional Convention in 1787? What are the three branches of government? Who was our first president? Name as many as you can of the founders of our country. A lot of them only know Washington. Um, and some more modern-day ones, uh, who was the supreme commander over the Allied forces in World War II? Of course, he later became our president. Mm -hmm. uh, who was the first man to set foot on, foot on the moon? Uh, what year was that? What year did it happen? What was Pearl Harbor? Um, when you ask children um, specific things, they don't know. They, they think they know because they know generalities, but they don't know specifics. You know, in your book, you mentioned a friend of yours who had a, a son, I think, <clears throat> who was um, top of his class, maybe even AP. And um, so the father over the summer asked him about George Washington. He's thinking, oh, my gosh, he you know, has a great understanding of our country. Tell our li listeners about that story. Oh, well, it, it, <laughs> and it was a story told to me by Tom Tancredo. Okay. Uh, and he, did, he said he didn't mind if I mentioned his name. Um, and Tom Tancredo was a teacher before he yeah. got into politics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he, um, he was visiting with a constituent, and um, the, this man, this gentleman, said that he and his family were having Sunday dinner, I think it was. And after dinner, he was just making conversation by asking his son, who was about to graduate, well, tell me everything you know about George Washington. And the son thought and thought, and finally says, well, I know he had slaves. Mm -hmm. That's <clears throat> all he had learned. And I, I was in a um, high school where, for sitting in for an English teacher, um, a history teacher, I mean, and I was looking, they did have books, by the way, one of the few places they had books, but... They 
I, I was looking for George Washington. There were three mentions of his name on three different pages, but I didn't see any of the others. I didn't look carefully, but I'm not sure that the others are being are being uh, discussed. You know, I wanted to te- te- uh, to read you something that I didn't put in my outline. Okay. Because this is a startling quote. It's by a man named Brian Kaplan, and he is an economist teaching at George Mason University. And, and his article is entitled, The Case Against Education. Okay. In it, he says, the education system is a waste of time and money. He says, I love education too much to accept its Orwellian substitute. Wow. Okay, so what do we do? We have just a, a few minutes. What can parents okay. do? What do we need to do, Roberta? Um, well, uh, you know, you can always think if you have a, new, if you have a, a child, uh, if you're a new parent and, and you're thinking about education, uh, you might thought, think of homeschooling them. Um, there are many homeschool curricula that are excellent. The only two that I have personal contact with are um, um, Abeka and um, Calvert. Calvert is from um, at, um, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you can look at um, uh, private schools. And there are some option schools. Devlin is an option school. It's like a private school within um, the public school system. Um, and by the way, Devlin, at its last graduation, had seven national merit—no, six national merit finalists, which is remarkable. It only had 136 graduates, and wow. out of that, they had that many. Um, let me uh, read you. I want to read you something uh, that I, I have in my book um, that I got out of a book called The Naked Communist. Okay. Um, which is, it was written in 1958. It's an old book by um, Cleon Skousen, who was a, an FBI agent at the time. Okay. And number 17, um, there in The Naked Communist, there are um, goals that... Um, communists had for taking down the United States, and these were discovered in the 20s. Um, And number 17 says, get control of the schools, use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda, soften the curriculum, get control of teachers associations, put the party line in textbooks. Well, you know, I think that we have really seen that happen. So now it is summertime. Uh, We're out of time, Roberta Sutton, but it is summertime. Parents, you need to be active participants in your children's education. This summer, you know, encourage them to read some great books and have conversations, have dinner together, whether or not, and it may be late because the kids are playing sports or whatever, but make sure that you are an active participant and that you are helping to teach your children as well. You can't just leave it up to others. Uh, So Roberta Sutton, this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, You said that uh, it's been getting great results. Uh, People are reading it as far away as Japan. Right, which I'm very grateful for. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for having me back on your show, and I hope this helps some people to be more aware of what's happening in school. Well, that's for sure. So, Roberta Sutton, thank you. Thank you so much. 
And uh, my uh, pleasure. Okay. And our quote for today is from Socrates. He said, education is the kindling of a flame, not the filling of a vessel. Again, education is the kindling of a flame, not the filling of a vessel. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. Mountains climbing, twisting, turning further from my home. Beyond.